Hi, and welcome to episode 7 of Wed Talks. I'm Evan. I'm Jess. And I'm Mike. Today we're going to talk about something near and dear to our hearts. Video. Videography for weddings. Jess is the photographer. Evan and I do the video, as I'm sure you probably know already if you've listened to any of our podcasts, but... Or know us. You know, yeah. But if you're just tuning in, surprise, we do photo and video for weddings. So, yes, I am photo. I love photo. Evan loves, loves, loves video, as does Mike. It's like you're either one or the other. And so how did you guys decide that being in videos productions was like your thing? I went to college unenrolled um, and there just so happened to be a seat open in the film and video uh, track and I took it. I was like, hey, what the hell? Sounds interesting. I was mostly a writer at the time and I was really into creative things. And when you're a creative person, you latch on to all creative things. And I really, really enjoyed film and video. And my initial thought was, and I, I took an internship about making commercials and I was doing commercials for President Bree and all these fun, funny things on an internship. And then I realized that it really wasn't my career track. I didn't like that corporate environment. You don't really have a lot of creative say. So I joined a very small production company that started in a, in a basement, actually, as one of the first employees. And one of the primary things we did was wedding videos to get by. And um, you know what? I'll be honest. I wasn't really crazy about wedding videos at first. I, I was like, oh, weddings. Like, I'm young. It seems so far away. Like, I don't get it. But after a while, I really enjoyed it. It became the backbone of my video experience. It led to a great many opportunities in the corporate world as well. And I've been involved in it ever since. And now it's been over 10 years. For me, I always kind of had a, an interest in, in videos and whatnot. Like as a kid, was making funny videos with the home camera Um and I took some videography classes in high school and then pursued that in college as my major and just continue with that. Um, as is the case for most film or video college majors, they don't really see weddings as like their career path. It's just like something that sort of happens. There's not like a program for weddings, weddings you know, either in photography or videography that's just like kind of path that you find that you really enjoy and I kind of fell into it by accident a little bit but uh, once I did I really really enjoyed it and been stuck with it ever since and I'd say like the evolution of wedding videography kind of plays into our creative passions too because back when we first started they were a little less cinematic more just kind of cookie cutter you know this is it not a lot of really cool camera work and stuff like that. But now people really put their all into making cinematic wedding videos. The game has changed. For sure. And I don't know. There's a lot of misconceptions about video out there. And I think they stem from, uh, and it's a generational thing, let's be honest. It stemmed from like the 90s when Uncle 
whoever had that giant camera (laughs) and he was standing in the corner sweating his balls off while (laughs) while the wedding was going on in this hot, sweaty church. And I think that's what people really remember is, is what video is, like those awful home movies with the with like the date stamp on the bottom and you can't hear very well. Video is so different now. It was it was still a little like that when we first started um in my case 2010. Right, like HD was still like a new kind of up and coming thing. But now it's like, oh, yeah. if you're not even 4K then 4K. it's like what are you doing? Yeah, we were doing uh DVDs back then and it's funny. People still ask about DVDs sometimes, uh, but really, it, there's no reason for DVDs anymore. And believe it or not, everybody was like, oh, DVDs are great. I can keep it on the shelf. I can watch it forever. But really, a DVD can go bad on the shelf just as much as a cassette tape and all that stuff. So mm. the longevity of a DVD isn't there anymore. And the digital world has come so far. It's like all digital delivery and... 4k and craziness now yeah and computers don't even have compact disc drives anymore to play the dvd so you gotta have your you know consoles like playstations and whatnot to play that or an old dvd player i just looked over at my (laughs) imac my apple and i was like oh there is there is no disc (laughs) yeah your your macbook air (laughs) yeah i never even noticed yeah it doesn't doesn't even have a usb port (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think one of the misconceptions with with video too um, is that it's staged. Or I don't intrusive. Yeah, and I don't want to throw any other companies under the bus. Obviously, so it's we're different not styles. Name any names, but I've worked with other videographers. Um, you know, I know that that Mike has worked with and interviewed with other videographers, and there are some companies that are very very staged, you know, oh, run your hand up and down the dress 30 times so I get that shot or, you know, make the makeup artist brush blush onto the bride 100 times so they get that shot. And then, you know, that ends up being in the same for everybody's video. So when did you guys start to really, like, put a spin on it to make things not so staged? Well, there's two different kinds of video production in the wedding business. Um, the first vid- videographer is is there with his own vision in mind for an edit, and he's there to do the least amount of work <laughs> to get a final product. And that's the person who's going to... He has a shot list in his in his brain, and he's going to force you to do those shots. He's going to force you to twirl around, and he's going to force you to pet that dress over and over again and do a certain thing. So it fits in his preconceived mold of what what the edit is going to be. And, you know, to be fair, some people don't mind that, and they're happy with that. Um, I think something that was different about what we did in 2010 even with the, with that company was that we we took a different approach even then um and it was very cutting edge at the time and very few people were doing it which is to stay in the background as much as possible and to actually make a video of what you capture 
in the day rather than some rehearsed and pre-scripted scenario. We don't go in with a shot list. We go in with some sort of conception of what's going on because that's important, but there's no force activity. There's no nothing in our videos now or even in the past that was really like, you know what, I'm going to like change the whole lighting in this room and I'm going to move all the guests around and I'm going to, you know, make you say this, even though you're not comfortable saying it just to fit into this mold. And I think that's, that's kind of the important distinction between the two different kinds of videographers. The story that we end up telling through our editing is the story of the day of what actually happened. And in our opinion, that's, the story that people want to see, like you're getting photo and video for your wedding so you can remember that day and how it happened. And that's what we want to show you. We don't want to show you some contrived story. It might look beautiful, but that's not really the personality of the couple. And that's not really all that happened on the day as it was naturally. So there's also a skill set associated with shooting the way we do. And after 10 years, I can really tell you that there's a number of talented cinematographers in the, in the world and they shoot great skateboarding videos and they shoot great YouTube videos or commercials or even uh, feature films. But somehow when you get them on to a wedding, they just can't keep up and they can't move along. And, and that's because it's very different going from that world and then going to a documentary style because you only have one chance to get it right. We're not redoing you coming down the aisle. We're only going to do it once. And that's the time and the moment. We're not manufacturing things that aren't there. And in that sense, for somebody who's not of that ilk and is used to taking 50 takes of something, they just, they just can't operate in that. So in shooting in a more documentary kind of style, does that make your overall editing a little bit more difficult than if you just had, say, those standard shots from a shot list to plug in? The good thing about us doing the shooting and the editing is that we shoot in the style that we know we want to edit in. So for shooting documentary style, knowing the way we're going to edit then we know that we are going to have solid shots for you know a, enough period of time where the edit can flow the way we want into the story. Whereas if someone's shooting a wedding in little tiny bits and pieces, the editing gets much more difficult trying to craft a story out of just these little bits. So let's talk a little bit, first of all, about how you've kind of come to where we are with our video style. Uh, focusing very heavily on the audio. Back in 2010, there really wasn't any restrictions online about what kind of music you could use. And that really opened the door for kind of copping out, actually. Anybody could choose whatever popular song they wanted. You know, the Beatles, we edited to the Beach Boys, Lady Gaga, whatever. A Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah. uh, Some pretty bad stuff sometimes. Yeah, actually. not to say that Nicki's bad. I'm just saying. Like bad as in yeah. like lyrics 
Uh, and you don't want to watch your wedding video ten years later. Yeah, ten years right, to a pitbull song. Yeah, <laughs> ten years later, nobody's watching watching the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, we had a lot of wedding that video. Um, that was creatively stifling, and it made every wedding kind of cookie cutter in the sense that once somebody saw, oh, that trailer for my wedding looks so good to that song and then the next couple would want the same song and then the next couple would want the same song and I'll you know when you cut to a song like a music video you tend to cut to the same beats and all these things right. they look the same and feel the same so the way we get around that now to make sure it's not cookie cutter and to make every wedding very unique is we just flat out decided no songs with lyrics. Instead, the video is driven by the story. We record anything of importance throughout the day, whether it be the speeches from the ceremony, the officiant, and that drives the video over the music. We just want what actually happened on the day to tell the story of the love and of what happened on the day. I think it's important to kind of mention that we focus so heavily on the audio as well to capture people's voices yeah, and what you sounded like in the moment and the day of, because the emotion, the emotion, you know, people unfortunately are not going to be around forever. And you want to remember those speeches and how they were said or given in that time and be able to watch that over and over. That's a good point because if you think back at, at family members that are that have passed, and I, I'm thinking about my my nana who's been passed for a, a long time now, and you know I, it's sad, but you, after a while you you kind of forget what they sounded like and what they looked like and moved, and with video you can capture that forever. Yeah. Um, and that's a unique benefit of video, that I don't even a picture can't really do. As an example of what I'm talking about, an audio-driven edit, we have a uh, example from a recent wedding video that we'd like to play a few seconds of to give you a, a really taste of how instrumental music and using the audio from the day of really creates an emotional product. When I was a kid, Zach, Christian, and I used to play a game in our grandparents' pool where we would see who could hold their breath underwater the longest. I remember feeling the weight of the water crushing down on me, my muscles and body yearning for oxygen. Eventually, when I could go on no longer, I would accept defeat and thrust myself out of the water, taking the biggest breath I could. The fresh air would fill my lungs, reviving my tired, oxygen-deprived tissues, and I would be okay. That first large inhale is the best way to describe you, Mackenzie. So, Evan, a lot of people just say, oh, you know, I have family and friends that can video the reception or video the ceremony on their phone. And how would you kind of explain what we do that's different? So cameras are everywhere right now every phone's got a really decent camera at least everybody has a gopro everybody has like the even kids toys have cameras and <laughs> yeah. you know everything has a camera laptops have cameras um yeah they can film your wedding day do they have the experience to know 
and anticipate things that are going to happen and catch everything? Not necessarily. Uh, and that comes with our experience. But also what, what I've seen in a lot of crowdsourced video like this, there's two problems. One, who's going to edit all this in the end and make <laughs> a polished product that you can actually watch? And two, when your guests are just holding up their phones all night or, or doing similar activities or selfies and stuff, uh, and we've seen it at, on weddings um, frequently, they're just not in the moment. They're not present there. They're not dancing. They're not participating in the, the way they would if they just pocketed their phone and, and put it away. And I think there's a lot of people respect that, and they're asking their guests to put their phones away and let the professionals take over and do the jobs we were paid to do. And I, I really appreciate that, and I, and I hope uh, more and more couples do it that way as well. Just live in the moment with them and remember this because they invited you to their wedding. They want you in the moment with them. I don't want to feel like we are selling video. We don't try to sell anything that we don't believe in. I love our couples and I want everybody to be incredibly happy. And there's times that we have photo only couples that have said afterwards, oh, I do wish I had video. And that breaks my heart. And I don't ever want anybody to look back at their wedding and regret that they didn't have video. So I like to make sure that I'm not being pushy, but that I'm doing my due diligence in explaining and educating the benefits and exactly what video is so that everybody makes the choice that is right for them and that nobody looks back and has a regret because we see it so often. I think the number one thing that I've heard when when um, they're photo only and we bring up video, the number one reason they don't move ahead is they have this this feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm just too awkward for video. Uh, I don't take good photos as it is. Or, you know, they have this some sort of like... Self-conscious. Yeah, self-conscious feeling about them that they feel like, ah, you know, I'm just too cringeworthy. I'm not going to watch the video anyway, you know, that kind of thing. But then afterwards, you realize that, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. I, I really wish I had that. And I really wish I had this. And that's what Jess is talking about. Um, that's something important that, that Jess does very well is make people who are very awkward, feel very comfortable. <laughs> because we know it all too well personally. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm very awkward. I just am. I hate being on the other side of the camera. Hate it. I was one of those people that didn't want video at our wedding. But I was marrying a videographer. And you know what? <laughs> I'm so glad we have video to watch. Yeah. Um... Just, just for me, being a person that is is more controlling and somebody that is has a hard time staying in the moment because I'm looking to the future moments that need to happen. So yeah, we're at our ceremony doing our vows, and I'm like, oh, who's setting up our food? Like, who's setting up our little reception space? So I don't know what the fuck Evan said <laughs> the whole time we were up there. Like, he put a ring on it and said, I love you. Like, I remember that. So to be able to sit down after the 
overall emotion and excitement moment was over and be able to reflect on it with audio was a huge deal. Right. It's it's, it's about so much more than just what you remember from the day too. Like what we capture on video is a lot of non-bride and groom couple things too. We're off, you know, at cocktail hour, we're on the dance floor when you're walking around to greeting everyone at the tables at the reception, we're at the dance floor catching, you know, great grandma and great grandpa up there dancing by themselves because it's still early in the night or something like that. So those are the moments that you just flat out don't see that you will see later on in the video. So for a photo, everybody kind of knows how I work with photo. I line up my shots, take my photo. I put my, you know, before and afters in Instagram stories. So people kind of see the editing process, but how is video different from photo? Because it's a completely different animal and it's usually a more complex, angry animal. (laughs) (laughs) Firstly, we're using pretty top of the line equipment as far as the capturing of the video and the audio is concerned. Now, We're not running around with movie cameras, but we have very high-definition cameras. Uh, We shoot in 4K, finish in 4K, all our weddings. And we use audio equipment, professional audio equipment to record. So we have all all this cool equipment, but it's not as simple as that. We have to know how to use the equipment, use it in the proper scenarios so it makes sense. Really, between all these cameras and what's going on on the wedding day, we could end up with uh, close to 10, 12, 16 hours of footage to edit afterwards that Mike goes through. So we do have all that footage, and it can be quite cumbersome, but because I was there on the day, I kind of know the story I'm going to tell before I even start, because... I saw what happened, I kind of know the couple, and really listening to the speeches and the vows, that kind of tells the story as the baseline, and then all the footage kind of fills in all the gaps and helps bolster the story with visuals and creates like a cinematic finished product. With that much footage, we're constantly asked like, oh, uh, I mean, why don't we have... Uh, a super long video why can't we get the raw footage and what i found is people who have gotten raw footage they don't really end up looking at it because it's rough it's (laughs) it's rough in the sense that we're recording audio on a separate device you're not going to hear much uh it's not color corrected it's not like one camera might be looking at something and the other camera might be looking at something else. So it's not synchronized like that final edit is going to be. And it's really hard to get through all of that. The edited finished product is what people have found they enjoy the most. And we put everything we can in there. Yeah, We don't leave the good shots out. Yeah, it's the same way where I kind of tell people in regards to culling my photos, I'm not holding on to a beautiful shot <laughs> right. that, that I'm not putting in your gallery just because I'm giving you every perfect photo. So you're getting every perfect shot 
that we have in in your video. Yeah, there's a professional standard, and we want to make sure that we're putting something out there that we're proud of, too, and that tells a story. So where do you guys see the future of video going? As for the future of video, live streaming has been around for a long time. Um, We are not experts at it right now, but we will be. Uh, that's going to be very beneficial with these times. Um, and figuring that out is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the other thing I see, and it's been around for a while, but has new focus is the same day edit. And what that is, is really taking the wedding video and footage from the day and putting something together either in time for the end of the reception. So you can see a, a short little snippet of of cool things that happened during the day and and almost have that instant nostalgia the day of (laughs) or the edits given to you like that night or the next day for social media purposes and so forth Um, and it's more substantial than just like one clip to music it's it's a it's a story every week we'll be doing a pro tip this week's pro tip will be sponsored by handyman charlie don't get screwed Call Charlie. This episode's Pro Tip. 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 Take your tip from us. Just the Pro Tip. Couples, always remember the three magic words. Let's get food. I love you. This has been a vivacious episode about video. I like the alliteration there. That was good. Yes. <laughs> I, I think we really captured the essence of video. Mm. Next time. It's, uh-oh, it's us. It's us. <laughs> so next episode, we talk about our wedding story, the Jess and Evan story. Stay tuned. Outro music. <laughs> <laughs>